You're listening to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday afternoon. Now, let's turn to our first topic and guest of today. Uh, we're, we're switching gears and switching places slightly. We're going to Shanghai uh, this afternoon to see what life is like in the mainland amid, uh, amidst the coronavirus outbreak. And joining us this afternoon, we're chatting with musician Brian Offenther. Uh, Brian, it's great to chat with you again. How are you doing? Uh, it's always a good chat with you, Noreen. And, um, you know, things are pretty slow here, but it was great to hear right before you introduced me a commercial for Uncle Ray. I'm so happy he's still on the radio and is doing his thing at RTHK3. Ah, but absolutely. It's always, and, he's uh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. He, yeah, yeah. he braves the, the, the coronavirus and he comes in uh, <laughs> Monday to Friday, <laughs> you know, three hours a night. No, nothing's going to stop him. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, why, why would corona really affect anything? But anyway, um, yeah, I hope you're well in Hong Kong and your family's great and I'm happy to give you an update here on the ground on the mainland. Yeah, so I mean, um, we've seen images of, well, I'm sure you've seen uh, images of what's it like in Hong Kong and um, we've seen some in, in China, in Shanghai. It, things are pretty quiet there. I mean, what's the mood like there? Well, um, I, I would say for this week it's been quiet. I mean, quieter than it normally it would ever be. I mean, the subways, there's plenty of room to sit, and it's okay. I mean, last week, it was pretty, it was really creepy. It reminded me of like a George Romero zombie movie with the streets being completely empty. It would have been a great time to, I wish I had a script ready for a zombie movie because it's got that sort of creepy feel to it. Um, But this week, you know, there's still some restaurants closed. All the clubs are still closed, you know. I work primarily as a DJ, and all the events are canceled, all international guests. And so things are real slow, and I t- chatted with uh, a couple friends in uh, different teaching and different work environments to get their input as well. And, yeah, man, it, it's really been tough. I mean, people are definitely taking a hit here. Uh, are people worried? Um, I mean, amongst your, your, your group, your, your friendship group, are, are they worried about the coronavirus? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have, you know, uh, I've, I've, I've gone on the one, two, three show and chatted about some of my travels and stuff. I tend to, I tend not to get worried with things just generally as a rule, whether I should be or not, but there definitely are people here in Shanghai who are worried. I mean, even the coffee shops and stuff that are open, people, they don't want to leave unless they really have to. Yeah. And, um... Like, you know, I have a lot of expat friends who are taking this time to be away. And that might also because their work might not be going anyway. But, you know, people are concerned and, um, you know, like, uh, but it's, 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 it's tough to say whether how self-imposed that is or the information that they're getting because it's tough. To, it, it's really tough to see where it's derived from. So, so let me get, just give you some background. I, I came back about a little less than two weeks ago back to um, back to Shanghai. I was in Cambodia on tour. And when I was in Cambodia, I talked with my friends in Shanghai, and they said, oh, can you bring masks? They're unavailable here. You can't get them. And I was like, well, that's fine. I'm sure I'll be able to find some in Cambodia. But I went around to the pharmacies in Cambodia, and they had all been sold out. And they all said the same thing, that Chinese people came and bought all the masks. 
I have friends, you but, know, in in Australia, yep. and the same thing. They they can't get it from their pharmacy either because it's just panic yeah. buy globally. So there, there there are shortages of face masks uh, in Shanghai. What about other cleaning products? Well, I mean, even that, even to this day. I mean, so I just as a bit of research just before we did this phone call, I went to a local pharmacy, um, you know, medical supply store, and I just uh, to see if I can just get masks. I actually have a couple now, but I wanted to see if they're available. And what they have is a wait list. So you go in, you put down, um, you put down your name and your phone number, and when they get them in, they're sold, they'll, they'll sell them to you. But um, you, they are not available to get firsthand. There are, you can get them on WeChat groups. Um, that's a little sketchy, you know, um, <laughs> You know, people are saying, "Oh, we have some," and you know, they surcharge it a bit. Um, but uh, yeah, that's the, how that's much. The status at the moment. Yeah, how much are they selling it for? I mean, th- there's a real shortage of face masks here in Hong Kong, and the prices are ridiculous. I mean, honestly, they're usually what fifty Hong Kong dollars for a box of fifty masks, so about one dollar a mask. Sure. Uh, these days, uh, at pharmacies, you'll be lucky if you get a a, a box for two hundred Hong Kong. I mean, they go up to two hundred fifty, four hundred, and there's wow. the exactly there is the 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 three M one, which is the N ninety five. I've actually seen that being yeah. sold for two thousand dollars for a box of ten. Um, this was about wow. uh, about about three four weeks ago, but it's just gone nuts. I mean, is there a sort of price control of masks uh, in 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 China in in Shanghai? Well, definitely not on the I, I guess what would be the black market on the WeChat um, for the. Um, I didn't check the price at the pharmacy, um, but I don't think they would be able to charge it so much, or they they probably couldn't, considering it is a. Uh, it's an official pharmacy, so I'm not quite sure. But you know, like it's just one of those things where people, people who had them beforehand, they're they're sort of passing them out. And and in mainland China, like you know, I, I've seen the pictures in Hong Kong. Some of you posted on social media. You know, people with good quality masks and stuff. The ones in I see around, I mean, it, it just varies in quality. Honestly, I doubt some of them are really doing anything you know one, it's one more layer. of a cosmetic yeah. thing yeah <laughs> yeah just to, yeah exactly uh, taxi I, I've, I've started layering my mask just because i'm sick of the the aesthetic of just the the plain white mask and i figure if you're going to wear a mask i should spice it up a bit so i've been wearing the bandana over my face kind of bandito kind of uh old west bank robber style i think tomorrow i might supplement my mask with like a zorro mask <laughs> Maybe I'll go over to a hockey mask uh, by next week, just to spice it up a bit. Because you know the weather's getting warmer. I should you should be seeing smiling faces and stuff. Exactly. Uh, apart from face masks, I mean, is there a general sort of panic buy? Uh, I'm sure you've seen, uh, you know, on social media that mm-hmm. um, Hong Kongers have gone mad. I mean, <laughs> the, the uh, toilet yeah. papers uh, have been out of stock. Uh, they're slowly being uh, restocked again. There was a shortage of, of bags of rice. When I say shortage, I don't actually mean there's an actual shortage from the warehouses it's just that people are buying them so quickly that the mm-hmm. you know they, they didn't have time to quickly stock up the supermarkets uh, are you seeing any of that in shanghai to a degree um yes um so last week when you had the supermarkets closed and all just about all the markets closed like it was it was really difficult to get any to get anything and then when they reopened uh, all the perishable things 
were instantly out of stock. So even just bread, um, eggs, um, things like that were impossible to find for, I guess, I guess about a week or so in there. Um, toilet paper always seemed available, um, and um, other things, but like masks, of course, weren't, or um, hand sanitizer is still, um, I'm, I didn't specifically check for that, although I did look around generally, and there doesn't, you, you doesn't seem to be able to find any at the moment. I'm sure I'd be able to get on a wait list at the pharmacy or whatever. Yeah. But there hasn't been that sort of um, panic that at least I've observed or the people that I've talked to in that regard. Is it mandatory for you to wear face masks uh, if you're out and about? Yes. Um, well, the, uh, well, first of all, so let me. So I started telling you I came back from Cambodia, so I couldn't get a mask in Cambodia, so I flew back to Shanghai, uh, to Pudong International Airport. And Pudong International Airport, for people who are not familiar, is, you know, a little bit farther away from um, Suzhou Wei, which is the, the area of Shanghai I live in, so I was going to take the subway. And so I went from the airport to the airport subway, and to, but they said, the, the person at the security at the subway said, in order to get onto the train, you need to wear a mask. And this is still in effect to this point. You have to wear a mask to join on subway. It was like, well, okay, where can I get a mask? They're like, well, there's no mask available. So it's really kind of this catch-22, you know, Brazil situation where you need something where, you you, can't you know, I'm, I just arrived in China, but you can't. But very thankfully, I was really appreciative. I wish I would have caught the person's name, a friendly person who also just flew in, was, gave me a spare mask so I could ride the subway. Otherwise, it would have been a very expensive taxi. Um, so to, to ride any sort of public transportation, you have to. Um, there's no question about that. In the streets, everyone, literally everyone, including down to, and this is ridiculous, the dogs are where have the, like, <laughs> medical masks on. Dogs? Um, yes. You know, the Shanghai grandparents. Um, they all have, they're all like walking the dogs and they started doing that the last couple of days and I saw that, I was like, this is, this is ridiculous. Wow. Uh, can um, I just say, uh, can I just ask, are they the sort of three-ply surgical masks that you see on human or are they sort of modified um, material uh, cotton masks for dogs? I mean, what's, <laughs> what type it, it of material seemed to is be, it? I didn't, um, like surgical? it seemed to be a, a the, the surgical masks were like kind of cut on the, to, so it kind of can fold a little better around the dog's <laughs> face. I'm I am not. I am not. I don't lie about anything. No, I, mean, I. And that's 100 percent true. So yeah, and so so like last week, like I live in a, a little neighborhood, and we have our on who kind of looks over our courtyard. And when I, if I wanted to leave the courtyard, I had to get a ticket, and um, it would check my temperature because those things are everywhere now. To walk into any sort of building. They check your temperature on your forehead, on your wrist, whatever um, device they're using at that, that locale. And so you you take your ticket, you leave, and you'd come back, you'd return the ticket. And that's how they would kind of keep track of who was coming in and out and stuff. Wow. So you get a ticket to leave your own building, and then you have to give it back so that they can... Yeah. That, that stopped this week, but that was true last week. Okay, uh, so uh, so here in Hong Kong, the the, the 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 observation is a lot of expats um, prefer not to wear masks. Um, some do, and and some yeah. some don't. Um, is that the case in Shanghai? 
No. Um, I mean, I, I would say just, just to give some context, generally that's how things work in Shanghai as well. So even expats are just less likely to wear masks anyway. But now everyone has to wear, is wearing masks. I have not seen anyone out not wearing masks, even if they're, you know, at the corner smoking a cigarette, they have their mask right below and they smoke and then they put their mask back on. Or even people running are, you know, they have the mask around their neck and I guess they put it on when they stop um, running. So, no, I mean, I just, um, uh, like I said, if you want to walk into any sort of restaurant or public transportation, it's 100% required. And I can't imagine the dirty looks I'd be getting if I didn't wear the mask otherwise. Yeah. That's like, that's like a, why I said, why am I accessorizing mine? But, um, yeah, like, it's, it's completely, um, there's no one not doing that here. Yeah. What about talking to uh, people you know and people you've come across? I mean, what are their thoughts on it? Uh, here in Hong Kong, there are sort of generally uh, two camps, you know, uh, some are, uh, there's yeah. one camp who, who are really sort of vigilant and, and, and um, you know, worried, really, really worried about this, you know, the unknown. And there's the other group that, you know, maintains good personal hygiene, um, but it's not overly mm-hmm. worried. I mean, what about people that you know? Well, I mean, I mean, just in terms of the mask, like, it's pretty ridiculous just in general. That's just my general thought anyway, that you can read online, you know, unless you're, you know, talking to people or if you're a medical person, the masks are useful. Otherwise, there doesn't seem to be too much research to the mask helping people. But anyway, I talked with a couple people, a, kind of a motley crew of people I associate with. I talked with uh, a dean at uh, Duke Kunshan University. I talked with my friend who runs a children's um, activities with a, a group called the Fun Factory and um, a couple of people. And these are just generally the thoughts. I mean, the big thing is people are really worried in terms of their work and their finances. Um, people like me who work in the gig economy of, you know, DJing and putting on events, you know, all my events are canceled through the end of February. It's the same thing with my friend Stephanie, who who does children's events, like, you know, when you're working on a per-event basis, it seems that for the moment, there's there's no chance any event is going to be happening until March. Yeah. And so they are worried just financially with things. Um, there's been an edict, there's rumors going around that rent might not, they might tell landlords they should only have people pay half rent. But that hasn't really happened that we've seen um, at a residential level. And I, I talked with another friend who has a bar, a uh, heavy metal bar here in Shanghai, and they have, they're have they still paying full rent even though that the bar is still open. So, I mean, some people are just kind of taking it in and doing spring cleaning early. Some people, they don't want to even meet for coffee or going out at all. They just kind of go to the supermarket. They come back in and they watch movies on their VPNs. <laughs> and that, that's... What's going around through Time Out and you know, other local magazines is every week or so they post a, a picture of where people who have been affected, who have been uh, diagnosed with corona, live in Shanghai. There's a little map with little red dots on it, and people are saying, oh, that's where people people are really investigating it and seeing how close it is to their homes or the places that they go to.
Yeah. Well, meanwhile, uh, Brian, always lovely to hear from you and, and hope you're staying safe and healthy during this time. Um, do we know that uh, when people are expected to, to end this home office phase in Shanghai or is it sort of uh, ongoing and indefinitely for now? It seems so, so there's some offices that are back to work. Um, I have friends who are teachers and uh, at the university, they're doing online classes for at least another month. So things are still going to be slow here, but hopefully for everyone who, you know, needs to work to pay their bills, things will be back real soon. And same thing to the people out in Hong Kong. I hope everyone there is doing as well as possible in these difficult times. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us once again. And I look forward to you visiting us uh, in Hong Kong when uh, this whole lockdown is over. Uh, Thank you very much indeed for your time. And that's uh, Brian Offenther joining us live in Shanghai. Thank you very much. Thank you.